Do you love maple syrup? Ever thought of making your own? Blaine's Farm and Fleet makes it easy with just a few key items. Stop in today for some friendly advice and all the supplies you need to tap and gather your sap. So. Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Oh, and color is popping up all across Wisconsin's landscape, thanks in part to this warmer weather. Morning, everyone. I'm Farm Director Pam Youngke. Super happy you're along with us. We'll be catching up with our friend John Heinberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. We got the latest planting progress report, although there's not much planting that's been happening in Wisconsin. This weather is going to change that this week. Today, we'll see partly sunny skies, 76 Sunshine tomorrow and 80 degrees. Sunshine on Thursday and 80 degrees. Partly sunny on Friday and 77. And then when we get into the weekend, temperatures cool just a little bit and we do have a chance of rain in the forecast. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist has that extended forecast for us coming up. Wisconsin State Fair has announced how many Century and Sesquicentennial farms they'll be recognizing this year. We've got the details. And don't be intimidated by the calendar when it comes to planting this year. Dr. Sean Connolly, University Extension Soybean Specialist, says at least for soybean producers in southern Wisconsin, the benefits may outweigh the risks. We're talking with him about that as well. My name is Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. Depending on system size, typically 10 years is your payback. Then when you think about these these systems that we're selling have 25-year warranties for everything, the panels, the inverters, the racking, and 25-year workmanship warranty from us, it's generally about 15, 16, 17 years of making money on your investment. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com and start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. Today's consumers have a lot of questions about where their food comes from and how it's produced. And that's all we talk about. I'm the fabulous farm babe Pam Yankin at the Midwest Farm Report. All we do is try to make sure you've got clear information on what Wisconsin farmers are doing today to put food on your table tomorrow. It's not about eat this versus that, but instead giving you the information you need to make smart decisions as a consumer. Join us at MidwestFarmReport.com, Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook, and be sure to sign up for our e-newsletter. It's a challenge that everybody seems to be facing, not just agriculture, trying to find and hire good quality employees. Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Jim Versfeveld is a farm management specialist out of Jefferson County with University Extension that's been fielding a lot of calls from farms that are desperately trying to find qualified help. Versfeveld says even when they find that ideal candidate and get them hired, they may fall short of impressing that employee on the very first day. Versfeveld says impressions matter, and he's got some suggestions on how you can keep those quality employees. So, you know, we're still uh, um, kind of plagued with worker shortages across the state. Um, farms are, are certainly having, you know, some challenges. Uh, hopefully the worst of the pandemic is behind us, and they're they're seeing some improvements, but um, you know, when you look at the statistics across our state, there just aren't enough bodies to fill all the vacancies that, that Wisconsin have, has. And so, you know, farms are definitely feeling that pinch. Yeah, and it's not just farms. Like we said, it's all facets of agribusiness. Now, Jim, you have uh, done a very good collective 
uh, presentation of some of the things that we might overlook when it comes to not only attracting those higher level employees, but keeping them. And really, it starts at that very first meeting, doesn't it? Absolutely. You know, when you think about the first day of work on a, on a new job, people are excited, they're optimistic, the the stress of the job search is over. And, and so, you know, they have a lot of enthusiasm. And so what I'm trying to do as with the farm managers that I work with is to have them capitalize on those feelings by creating a, a great first day. Um, when you think about individuals starting a new job, they've very likely told their family, they've told their friends, you know, that they're starting a new job. And so people are going to ask, how did it go? And to to have a great story to tell on that first day is, is probably more important than than many managers realize. And there are some very simple items that I think once you explain them, it makes sense to bring them up in conversation. It's more than just the paperwork shuffle that you want managers paying attention to with that first-time employee. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, getting people set up on your payroll system is important. It's important to get people paid. But there's so much more to that first day. And honestly, the paperwork itself won't create that lasting impression that you're that you're tr- trying to create on day one. People start to formulate opinions about the position that they've signed up for immediately, right on that day one. And so, you know, make sure that it's not just filling out HR forms. Some simple guidelines, Jim, for people like me that have employees and you may struggle to try to figure out how you can keep them longer. This first day experience and what happens in that first week really resonates with retention. And it's as simple as where's the bathroom, where's the lunchroom. I mean, things that we kind of take for granted if you've been around a place for a while. Right, absolutely. I think it's I think it's a great opportunity to give employees a tour around the farm. Um, I don't think that managers always realize the value of um, a full understanding of the kind of the layout and, and where things are, meeting coworkers, meeting other people, um, making sure that you know you've made those connections, particularly with key leaders on your farm. Um, that they can go to and and ask the questions that they're that they're likely going to have. So yeah, that that first day is is so important beyond, um, you know, just getting people um, to complete the paperwork. It's important to kind of introduce them to your workplace culture. You've hopefully put in great efforts to, you know, make a, a welcoming, positive and cult- culture for your employees. And it's, it's important for new hires to see that right away. And let's talk a little bit more about um, the next step. I mean, uh, helping them understand uh, the lay of the land. Give them the five phases, so to speak, of onboarding that you are generally trying to guide people on, Jim. Sure. So uh, it's the initial welcome. Um, I think one of the most disheartening people, things for people who are on their first day of the job is to show up and nobody knows that they're coming. So make sure that you spread the word to your team. Make sure that everybody is as excited as you are to have that position filled and to have somebody joining the team. And then, you know, don't forget the general information and procedures. As you mentioned, Pam, 
you know, um, where's the lunchroom? Where, where do I, where's the restroom facilities? Where do I put my stuff? You know, those simple things are important. Cover the basics of, of work time and pay. So make sure that they understand um, how to track their time, um, when they'll be paid, how paychecks are distributed, um, and then do a high level of the job itself. Your expectations for the job, what someone successful in that role might uh, look like, you know, as, as far as your expectations, performance. And then I would say last and, and certainly not least is it's a great time to touch on employee safety. And when you approach safety with a new hire, I wouldn't, you know, rattle off rules, but more so show your commitment that the worker, you know, leaves at the end of the day in the same condition that they arrive in the morning. And that's, that's really important. One of the mistakes that I see farm managers make sometimes is is just assuming that new workers will figure it out. Um, and we're seeing more and more that workers coming to a farm setting may not have farm experience. They may not be familiar with um, operating equipment or working with livestock. Um, so it's important. Uh, the good employees are just too valuable and too hard to find to not um Take make sure that opportunity on day one is is a really positive one. Jim Verswaywood is with us today talking a little bit about trying to make sure that when you get a good employee in the door that you are retaining them through simple things like explaining what they do. And you make a good point there, Jim, about the lack of agriculture background some of our employees may have, uh, the lack of understanding the culture in agriculture. What other suggestions have you typically made, not just to farms, but again, agribusinesses? One thing that pops to mind for those that really are not familiar with animal agriculture is a buddy system or maybe somebody else that can mentor them on a day-to-day basis. Help us troubleshoot our way through some of those kinds of challenges, because I think many farms... Uh, you know, they're so busy on their own, they, they just want their employees to kind of jump in and get going. Absolutely. You know, I'm a big fan of, of a mentor program or a buddy system where you're partnering a new hire with a more experienced uh, employee. The only caveat to that and the only caution I would give to farm managers is be really choosy about your mentors because you want someone who has a positive outlook on the farm has has an upbeat personality so that, uh, again, that experience that that new hire is having is the one that you want them to have versus somebody who's grumbling and complaining and, and perhaps kind of set them off for, for not the best uh, best start on your farm. Well, and somebody that is doing a good job, you don't want somebody Absolutely. that you're not happy with beginning with uh, to be training. Yes, absolutely. So be choosy, be picky about your mentors, but it's a great way to get some of that onboarding burden off of your plate. And also it can be a tool for developing future leaders on your farm. So if you have somebody to who aspires to be a supervisor or a team lead um, on your farm, give them a responsibility like this as, as a way to work towards that Um, leadership responsibility in the future. The other message I want to leave them with, Jim, is that these simple uh, bullet points, these simple phases of welcoming a new employee should be able to be applied regardless of size or scope of operation. I mean, these are just some common sense things that anybody who's managing people should try to adopt. Absolutely. I think, you know, whether you have two employees or 200, I, I think it's helpful to have a checklist 
um, for onboarding so that you don't miss any of the important steps. We all know that farms are busy places and, you know, sometimes things um, slip. And so a, a simple checklist is a great way to make sure that you've covered all the bases. First impressions matter and little details count. That's Jim Versfeveld, Farm Management Specialist with University Extension out of Jefferson County. He has got an entire list of things that farms can consider on how they want to impress their employees that are recently hired and also what they can do to discuss compensation with employees that might have been there with you for a while. All you need to do is Google Wisconsin Extension Farm Management, and we'll have Jim back again to talk about those subjects again soon. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Wayne's Farm and Fleet is your one-stop shop for supplies at prices that help your hard-earned dollars go further. Like KT Auto Darkening Welding Helmets, available in a variety of designs. Your choice, $69.99. Take $100 off the Hobart Handler 190 MIG Welder, on sale $799.99. Pick up a 26-piece screwdriver set from Performance Tool. Comes with color-coded handles and storage rack, just $24.99. And visit us at the Midwest Horse Fair in Madison, Wisconsin, April 14th through the 16th. Are you a non-union construction tradesperson proud of what you do? Did you know you're worth so much more than what you're bringing home today? Put the power of Lyuna Union Labor to work for you. When you join Lyuna, you get the pay you deserve, plus pension and health care benefits above and beyond your compensation. That's zero deductions for pension and health care benefits with Lyuna because you're worth it. Learn more at lyunawisconsin.org slash join. Pest control? You've got a guy for that. Car repairs? You probably have a guy for that as well. For someone to custom design a unique piece of jewelry for you, or help your current pieces look sparkling fresh, that needs to be William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Affordable and local, William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create a desirable, one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear for years to come. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Legacy Exteriors Just pick up the phone And let us leave a legacy on your home Roofing windows, gutters, siding and decks Can Legacy do it? You bet Better prices, better warranties Legacy always makes it easy Go to Legacy-Exteriors.com Legacy Exteriors Just pick up the phone And let us leave a legacy on your home Here, we use a lot of F-words. Food, fiber, and farming. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. Oh, and honestly, if you want to describe the weather, you can use another F-word, and that would be fantastic. It started off uh, with a bang as far as the week work week was concerned. Let's talk about it. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us for an update on what's coming our way, and I'm liking all of it. I said to you, though, before we started, it's a... Uh, it is a big adjustment. My little Sheltie dogs are still in their winter coat. And boy, when you start getting the temperatures pushing close to 70 degrees all at once, it was a little bit, uh, it, let's just say there was a lot of water consumed by a lot of people and a lot of four-legged animals yesterday. 
Oh, yeah, same thing here, except the old hound dog found that sunny spot next to the tree where he kind of sprawled out and let the sun soak on him a while. He thought that was pretty good. It does have a healing ability, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. Now, we've got more of the same on the way today. Uh, And you know what? A little bit more temperature coming again today, huh? Oh, yeah, a little bit warmer and a little breezy, nothing too serious, but the winds are going to become a little more of a factor Uh, I think especially overnight, especially into Wednesday and then around for Thursday, the wind is when we have to worry about some of that fire weather and fire hazards because of the fact that it's drying out really quickly, that the humidity level is quite low and that we're going to have these stronger winds. Uh, Any kind of a fire could get to be very serious, very dangerous in a big hurry. Please, please, please heed all the warnings from the DNR and everyone else about any kind of a fire that you may be thinking about or may find happening as you head on through the next couple of days. There's a cool front way off to the north of the international border. High pressure just to our southeast. That's the reason we'll have some sunny, nice days. That cool front finally begins to pull in from the northwest toward the end of the week. It may finally begin to move into Minnesota end of the day Thursday and finally start to drop on into our area. That's why I expect on toward Friday night and into Saturday. Our first talk of some rain, a very small chance of rain really late Friday night, maybe a little more likely Saturday or into Sunday, that some scattered showers will be around, helping to cut down some of the dust we're going to stir up. I have no doubt about that. Things are drying out very quickly. I'll have forecast details right after this. My name is Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. Depending on system size, typically 10 years is your payback. Then when you think about these these systems that we're selling have 25-year warranties for everything, the panels, the inverters, the racking, and 25-year workmanship warranty from us, it's generally about 15, 16, 17 years of making money on your investment. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com and start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. With planting season upon us, Compure Financial extends awareness to the importance of farm safety and wishes farmers and growers a safe planting season. At Compure Financial, they're defined by you, your hopes for the future, as well as your needs today. Visit Compure.com or call 844-426-6733 to learn more. Compure Financial ACA is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved. All righty. You know, Stu, you mentioned about the fire danger. DNR says that the state of Wisconsin's got a very high threat of uh, fires from basically Brown County to Jackson County and south. They've already responded to 34 wildfire burning. So your uh, advice is definitely something we need to heed, especially since the winds are picking up. Yeah, and with that wind picking up like it's going to be gusting up near 30 and 35 miles per hour, not the time to even think of lighting a fire. Let's talk about a nice, mostly sunny Tuesday, though. Temperatures well above normal. A lot of mid and upper 70s. There could be an 80 at La Crosse today. Southwest winds will be around 5 to 15. Skies remain clear right through the nighttime, mid or upper 50s, if you will, 56, 58. Southwest winds 5 to 15. They gust near 30 in the nighttime. Sunny, more windy tomorrow. Low 80s, almost all of us. Boy, a warm one. Southwest winds 15 to 25. They'll gust near 35. Winds still gusting near 30 on Wednesday night. Thursday, sunny and breezy, if you will. Upper 70s again. Southwest winds 10 and 20, gusting to 25. Those winds stay strong. Pam, even gusting around 20 or so Friday. 
Friday, but then some of that rain chance tries to settle in for the weekend. I'm probably just in time. Good enough. All right, buddy, we'll catch up with you tomorrow and see uh, see how we're coming along. Yeah, how warm we get. Oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with the weather details that you're looking for. Of course, we want to hear about details. What do you have going on in your backyard? Our talk text line is waiting for your answers. 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Feel free to call it or text us and let us know what's happening with your spring outdoor activities. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I think the collaboration that we see between Wisconsin Farm Bureau and these other commodity groups gives us a cohesive message, a singular stance in agriculture that offers credibility. It gives us a cohesive message and support for all of our agricultural organizations. WFBF.com. It's easy to join. A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Lane's Farm and Fleet is your one-stop shop for supplies at prices that help your hard-earned dollars go further, like five-gallon pails of Farm and Fleet premium tractor fluid or 15W40 diesel oil. Your choice, $59.99. Save on two and a half gallons of clean def diesel exhaust fluid. On sale, $12.49. 55 gallons also on sale, $249.99. All Apache sprayer hoses now 15% off. And visit us at the Midwest Horse Fair in Madison, Wisconsin, April 14th through the 16th. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go? Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. Hi, it's Preston from Window World. Over the past 15 years, Window World has donated more than $15 million to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. We have also supported the Veterans Airlift Command with over 120 flights. We have a strong belief in giving back and want to thank everyone who has chosen Window World for their home's renovation. When you go with Window World, you're doing a lot more than remodeling. Call us today. The nightmare of working with some contractors is much like being on a bad date. They totally wreck your bathroom, swindle you out of a ton of money, then disappear into the dark of night. Swipe left. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company who completes the job as promised, is cost-conscious, then leaves you with a sweet thank-you note. Swipe right, and let's get the conversation started with a free consultation. ActuateLLC.com Design, create, actuate. You're no stranger to hard work and eating right, but your abs are more like flabs. Carbon World Health offers MSculpt, an FDA-approved treatment for men who want to transform their physique. One session is equivalent to 20,000 crunches without the painful recovery. Melt fat, build and tone muscle, then start getting the results you're looking for. MSculpt at Carbon World Health. Learn more at CarbonWorldHealth.com. You can't change the price of gas or groceries, but you can change the amount of your energy bill. Benjamin Plumbing is now a certified dealer of Renai tankless water heaters. 
the number one tankless water heater in North America. They're up to 40% more energy efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory extended warranty. Save money with endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Sprucing up your office space can be pretty darn simple with Office Furniture Warehouse of Madison. We design it, we install it, and we even give you a 5% referral discount. Better yet, we take care of the old stuff for you. You deserve a new look. Impressive office furniture with warehouse pricing makes Office Furniture Warehouse America's go-to office furniture store. Visit OFWGoMadison.com or stop by the showroom on Ronald Reagan Avenue on the north side. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. A hell of a day yesterday for the Milwaukee Brewers. They have yet to lose a series, knock on wood, as they have moved to 7-2 on the year. Willie Adamas, 3-4 of four with a dinger, a double, and a three RBI day, and the Brewers took on the Cardinals 6-1. to one. Also, Rowdy, we had, a, let's see here, Christian Yelich with his donger. Is he back? And Rowdy Telez, a big old double. That bullpen, though, is that the biggest surprise? The bull, is 100%. it the rookies or the bullpen? I would say it's the bullpen. 23 like, and a third scoreless innings. When you break the two down, obviously Joey Weimer, obviously Bryce Terang, and Garrett Mitchell, they were all top 100, 100 prospects in Major League Baseball in the last couple of years. Oh, like, the Brewers have the number one prospect now in the, yes, in the majors. Uh, Jackson Cheerio yeah. graduated to number one. But Weimer, Terang, and Mitchell all in the past two years have spent time in the top 100. They were known to be good prospects. They were highly rated. Yeah. Now, again, prospects aren't everything. If every great prospect turned into a great Major League Baseball player, we'd have a ton of great big league players. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. but that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Most of them fail. But they were highly regarded. This bullpen? Question there's a marks. lot of no-namers. There's a lot of guys that have only spent parts of seasons or have had like maybe one full year well, in the big uh, leagues. Let's go down to what happened yesterday. Uh, Strzelecki comes in. He's been really good. And he, like, he's once he got in the majors, like, he's been lights out this year. So Strzelecki's been crushing it, right? Well, you came into this season, Strzelecki threw, it was, last year was basically his rookie year. Yeah. He threw the ball quite well. But you have to remember, he threw the ball quite well in low leverage situations. He wasn't Josh Hader. He wasn't Brad Boxberger. He wasn't Devin Williams. He wasn't even Matt Bush or some of these other guys later in the year that kind of filled those roles. He was a low leverage guy. Now they're asking him to be a high leverage seventh inning man like a Boxberger from last year. He's, he's still been lights out. Yeah, he's been great. And the next after Strzelecki yesterday was Matt F. and Bush. Now, Matt Bush, well, we got him last year, 
And this was a guy that was uh, in and out of prison. He also, he wasn't in the California Penal League like Ricky Wild Thing Vaughn. He was in the Florida Penal League. I don't know how much he played, but he was a, a fresher arm for an older guy because he was in prison. But yeah. He's and he, been pretty good, too. He was able to kind of dance around some trouble yesterday and got out of that inning scoreless. Uh, he's dancing around a little bit of trouble this young he season. He has. But overall, I mean, Strezlecki, Bush, you brought them both up. Their ERAs are zero. Yes, zeros. And then next up for a zero ERA, Hobie Milner, who pitched yesterday. But that, like, that's the other thing with Bush, right? He's had a lot of ups and downs in his career. He's he's had a lot of crazy things where it's like, man, now you got to rely on a guy like that. Yeah, he fought some dude. He fought a bouncer at a strip club when he went on stage. He wasn't supposed to be on stage, by the way. <laughs> Hobie Milner, <laughs> that's another guy. He's coming off of a career year last year as a lefty. You would see him before all the, like the rule changes where it's like, hey, you must throw to at least three batters unless you're ending an inning, yeah. blah, blah, blah. He was seen as like a lefty specialist earlier in his career because he reached the big leagues in like 2017. But that's the thing. He's only put in like one or two full years at the major league level, and it just so happens they were the last couple of years, and last year was his best year. Yeah. But now all of a sudden he's on this, uh, he's in this uh, bullpen, and he's supposed to be one of your, you know, top probably four or so relief pitchers. He's bringing it. He's only been in the bigs consistently for two years. Yeah. And then also getting the closing it out last night or yesterday was Devin Williams. His ERA also sits at zero. You haven't seen much of Devin Williams, but when you have. I mean, again, his ERA is zero. So clearly, if you just read down the box score, Freddie Peralta, his ERA sits at 0.75 for the season, and everybody else that we had just named are all zeros. Zeros. 23 and a third scoreless innings for the bullpen. And that's why I was was saying earlier in the show, like when we talked about the bullpen, it was a lot of question marks because of the inexperience. Not that they didn't have talent, but it's because they didn't consistently do it at the major league level or they were young or they've had ups and downs in their careers. And and that's everybody not named Devin Williams. Yeah. And think about this. Yeah. Sorry. Well, the crazy part is when you look at their bullpen statistics, now granted, we're through what about a week and a half of the season. So it's an extremely small sample size for the sport of baseball that plays 162 games. Um, Their bullpen ranks number one in major league baseball when it comes to ERA and number three, when it comes to whip, which is walks and hits per innings pitch. They are good. That's not something I don't think anyone saw coming. This is the Midwest farm report. And with this weather forecast in the month of April around Wisconsin, it is a great way to begin your day. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for starting with us. I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Partly sunny skies on the way today, 76. Sunshine tomorrow and 80 degrees. Sunshine on Thursday, 80 degrees. Friday, we cool a bit under partly sunny skies, 77. And then some rain in the forecast for the weekend. Are you capitalizing on this beautiful weather? I know Buck and I... Got the grill out last night. That season has begun. And Wisconsin farmers getting closer and closer to those planters hitting the fields. More on that in just a moment. So today is the 11th day of April. On this day back in 1965, six tornadoes were part of Palm Sunday outbreaks across the southern portion of Wisconsin. Caused 
three deaths and 65 injuries. The outbreak of 51 total tornadoes was responsible for 260 deaths, over $200 million in damages in Wisconsin, Indiana, Michigan, and Ohio. The Palm Sunday tornadoes ripped across the Midwest on this day back in 1965. On this day in 1970, the Apollo 13 launched. Now, you remember that was commanded by James Lovell, who actually graduated from high school in Milwaukee and attended the University of Wisconsin before he started his hitch with the U.S. Navy Academy. They took off from Kennedy Space Center in Florida, but two days later, an oxygen tank exploded. That meant they were not going to be able to make it to the moon or do a lunar landing. Also put their lives at risk. The good news, the mission ended safely six days later. Apollo 13 launched on this day back in 1970. Congratulations and happy anniversary to actor Hugh Jackman. He married his wife, Deborah Lee Furness, on this day back in 1996. And now you know. Well, don't be intimidated by the calendar. That is the advice from Dr. Sean Conley, University Extension Soybean Specialist. He says recent changes in some of the crop insurance guidelines will allow some Wisconsin farmers in southern Wisconsin to take advantage of this weather. And he says, scientifically speaking, the benefits outweigh the risks. If you look at what the RMA just did, they came out with a new um, earliest uh, plant date coverage map for for Wisconsin, the nation. And if you look at the southern third of Wisconsin, we can start giving getting coverage as early as April 15th which would be this Saturday. So I'm encouraging farmers to get out there and check their soils, look at the soil temperature, and look at the long-term forecast. But I expect to see uh, seeing soybean planters rolling at the end of this week, Friday into Saturday. So I'm, I'm pretty excited. And if you take a look at the long-term, at least 10-day forecast, forecast Pam, <clears throat> I would think we'd see soybeans maybe emerging by at least that first week of May if we could get some beans in this weekend yet. Now, we, anytime that we want to try to push the envelope in Wisconsin, we also have to look uh, at the risk sides of things, Sean. Uh, let's say we get them in the ground and this beautiful weather we're enjoying surprises us and takes a turn. What, what's the cost? What's the potential consequence of uh, getting aggressive this week? That's, that's another good point. You always bring up good questions, Pam. And I think if you look at the, the first thing is if you look at the long-term history of the frost date, after that, basically that May 5th date, the risk for a killing frost in especially southern Wisconsin is pretty low. Now I say that, and we all remember what happened two years ago. Uh, so it is always a risk. But in general, um, that plant could survive up to four hours of temperatures down to 28 degrees Fahrenheit before we'd see death of that soybean plant. So, again, I'm not telling farmers to go out there and get super crazy and plant all of their acres. But I'm really strongly encouraging farmers to go out there, find some of the ground, that they can get across that um, either no-till or, or tilled ground. And, and just put a few acres out there because, you know, if you look at the long-term data, it shows that we have our highest yield potential with an early planted soybean. So, again, I would encourage farmers and then talk to their seeds people, look what they have for replant recommendations in terms of if there is a problem with stand. But I think the, the weather looks, looks great, and I know my team, I'm pushing them. We'll be planting this week ourselves. 
Now let's talk a little bit about other items that are also moving, namely insects. You uh, sent out some information about uh, maybe, although some days in the winter were particularly fierce, you're still not thinking our insect population got knocked back too much. Yeah, it was a pretty mild winter, Pam, and we were just listening to uh, a speaker talk about weather just as, you know, as far north as Eau Claire, and the soil temperature there never got below 30 degrees Fahrenheit, so they actually never really had frost in the ground, and I think a lot of the state, we did have frost in the ground. It was pretty minimal and to a low enough depth that I don't think that we really saw a, a strong enough winter or killing frost to have some really serious effects on on insects. So that's another thing to consider this spring. If you've had a history of bean leaf beetle, uh, that's and if you're the first soybean farmer in an area to plant, that's something to consider in terms of using that insecticide seed treatment to control uh, bean leaf beetle um, if, if you have that history. And again, bean leaf beetle isn't as prominent here in southern Wisconsin as in the I states, but it still can can be a problem based on some of the surveys that uh, the DACAP has done over the last few years. Now, is there anything else that we have to keep an eye on, Sean, if we do get started planting this week? Uh, Emergence issues, uh, uh, leaf diseases, is there anything else that we're opening a can of worms on with uh, this quick action? I think the biggest thing is, you know, when we're first out there planting, just to go out there and make sure we get off the tractor and check our, our equipment, especially if we go from field to field or something that maybe for no-tilling or going from conventional till to no-till to really check on our, our planter settings. Because uh, we all get in a hurry and you set it in the first field and then you don't look back. Yeah. And we always then end up paying for the sins of not just getting off our tractor and checking. And, and I'm not talking about just checking the headlands. Wait till you get in a little bit and into the middle of the field where that, that soil is more consistent with the rest of the field. Dr. Sean Conley, our University Extension Soybean Specialist. So there you have it. Research shows if you can manage to get some of those beans in the ground, maybe starting as soon as this Saturday, the benefits should outweigh the risks. Now, no planting took place according to the latest update from the Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service. Across the state over the past seven days' time, we only had about a day that was suitable for field work. According to the Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service, 57% of our winter wheat is in good to excellent condition. That's unchanged from last week. 41% of our pastures in good to excellent condition. Markets in overnight electronic trade on this uh, Tuesday morning, holding pretty firm in Chicago. We'll be talking more about the numbers in a moment with John Heinberg, market advisor, Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. December corn up a penny right now at 563. November beans are up eight at 1318. July wheat's up four, 694 bushel. Dairy struggled yesterday. Barrel cheese was down nine at 163. 40-pound block cheese up two and a half at 185 and a half. Double A butter gained three and a quarter cents to 235 a pound. The May milk right now is unchanged. 1777 a hundred weights. And congratulations. The Wisconsin State Fair is announced this year at the Wisconsin State Fair in West Allis. They'll be recognizing 78 properties across the state that have been in the same family for 100 years or more and 30 sesquicentennial properties in the same family, 150 years or more. More on that announcement coming up later this week with Jill Albaness, coordinator of the uh, competitive events at the Wisconsin State Fair. Up next, John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, steps to the microphone. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
No producer wants to wake up to a sick animal, and I know firsthand. BioVet is your solution for healthier animals. A lot of care and a good dose of science goes into every formulation so you can minimize problems and keep your livestock out of the hospital pen. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. Sweet Metal Roofing customers choose us because they don't want to worry about their roof anymore. There's no curling, it won't blow off, and you won't find granules in your gutters. It's one and done. It is the last roof you'll ever need. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweeta Metal Roof. S-W-I-T-A MetalRoofing.com Sweeta Metal Roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. When it comes to custom jewelry, get to know your Denny's jeweler. The way Denny's works custom is based on emotions and it's based on the clients, what they are feeling and wanting and looking for. And eventually it evolves into this piece of art. I'm Nick Denny. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers. It's Preston from Window World. Today's story comes to us from a frustrated homeowner. Mother Nature was crafty, her plan was plotted. My windows are drafty, they're broken and rotted. I need new windows installed the right way. I want the best quality and can't overpay. Window World's process was easy and seamless. Best decision ever. Boy, I'm a genius. Call Window World today and be your story's hero. From her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. On what's going to be a glorious Tuesday across the state of Wisconsin, partly sunny skies, we're going to see temperatures again pushing back up near 70 degrees. That's giving Wisconsin farmers a lot of ammunition to get started on uh, potential uh, spring tillage work or maybe even getting started planting. That's uh, not the case necessarily everywhere, though. Let's welcome in John Heinberg, market advisor, Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. Uh, Before we get to the crop progress ratings and any observations there, John, let's talk a little bit about what's going on with the cattle market. This has been an ongoing conversation. What is going on as far as uh, the cattle prices, the supplies that are out there, and maybe how we're feeling with spring pasture conditions and that? Uh, Give me a little perspective. What's been going on as far as the cattle trade? And are we going to have enough supplies out there to keep these uh, processors going at full speed? Yeah, it's been a a very good couple of weeks here in terms of cattle prices. We've seen cash markets just take off here this last week or so, kind of fueled by strong demand. I mean, it's one of the things that the U.S. consumer continues to be a buyer of beef, even at these higher levels. We watched choice carcasses close out at 292 yesterday. That's that's one of the uh, a very strong price for this time frame, as well as select carcasses up at 278. So there's some money being out there for the packers to keep bidding up, looking for supplies. We saw cash cattle trade in the north push over the 175 mark i heard as high as 178 even some whispers of 180 out there that's at all-time highs that were established back in 2014 as the packers continue to bid up looking for these uh, animals that are out that are not out there at this time frame now we're throwing in some nice weather here fire up the grilling demand memorial day around the corner father's day right around the corner 
we're in a window we can still see prices continue to climb on the cash front. So we're going to see where things go this week. Expectations are for that cash price to continue to have a little traction higher. And that's just propelling the futures back to those all-time highs and even beyond those on some of these deferred contracts. So it's a very unique situation. We've been talking about this for a while, that the supplies for cattle are tight. And now we're starting to see that realization as those prices across the board for both live cattle and feeders uh, are starting to hit some of those historic levels with probably some room to go. You know, one thing that this brings up when I'm talking with growers, does that mean the United States is going to start getting bigger numbers on imports, bringing outside beef into the United States? That always becomes the concern when prices start getting too high because obviously we're looking for the, you know, as an industry, they're looking for the best possible uh, value that's there. Again, nothing still tops U.S. quality beef, but in, at the same time, when you're still looking at some of the ground beef products or the lesser value products, the, the ability to bring things in from other countries does become a factor. And that'll be one of the things we'll have to watch for. It's still not the impact, though, like that we see in a grain market where they, you know, all of a sudden we bring some bushels in from another country to fill our holes. Uh, but at the same time, it can be one of those slightly limiting factors going forward. But again, the U.S. consumer is still the driver here, as well as the export demand that continues to stay relatively strong on the beef front overall. But uh, at least the, with the supplies where they are and, and the conditions going forward where they are, I don't see a whole lot of room for this market to lose some of the strength, you know, other than maybe just on some technical side and money flow. Right. John Heinberg's along with us this morning live. He is a market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. Always want to remind you that John is available to you uh, anytime that you want to chat. The toll-free number to reach him, 800-334-9779. That's 800-334-9779. Their website, totalfarmmarketing.com or John H at totalfarmmarketing.com if you want to email him. Let's pivot now, John, and talk about what everybody is buzzing about this weather, uh, getting a jump start now all of a sudden on spring tillage work and planting. What did you see in the weekly crop progress report? Is everybody as fortunate as Wisconsin in getting things rolling? Well, so far, crop progress, at least on the corn planting side of things, is still very limited and into the southern areas. Texas is up to 60% planted. Other than that, you're seeing a little more movement maybe out in the east in terms of like North Carolina, starting to get a little trickle of movement into the south. Now, we expect that number to really grow this week. Obviously, with these forecasts that we're seeing, the temperatures are seeing, you know, I looked at the radar this morning, there is not one blip of green across the entire central part of the United States. So we expect Illinois you know, Indiana, talking to producers yesterday, they got the tractors idle and they're ready to roll, just need another day or so, and they're going to get after it pretty aggressively. So we're going to see that planting progress number really jump. You know, we're only 3% uh, planted as of the as of last week on Sunday when the USDA puts those numbers together. You know, expectations were maybe about 5 So again, nothing to worry about at this time frame with the technology that we have out there. So it'll be interesting to see how things go. Again, the area that's going to be the most focused, I would say, in terms of the planting pace, it might be more of a later May story. We'll, you know, as we get closer to some of those prevent plant dates, what's going to happen in the northern tier in terms of North South Dakota, Northern Minnesota, even Northern Wisconsin, you know, where we're dealing with this the the heavier snowpack that's finally melting off at this time frame. So that's still going to be the focus going forward. But boy, we expect to see a lot of progress, especially through the core states here over the next few days. Right, and every time that we start second guessing weather or something like that, we realize, like you said 
with the technology, the equipment we've got today, we can close ground and close numbers real quick. Speaking of uh, numbers, uh, yesterday was a little alarming watching the dairy trade, specifically barrel cheese, taking a nine-cent nosedive. Uh, Am I missing something, John? What's happening with this dairy complex? I know that we talk about spring flush right around now, but I thought our international demand and overall consumption was doing a pretty good job keeping up. It has been, but unfortunately, we're starting to see a little bit of a slowdown on that side of it. You know, watching milk volumes that continue to kind of grow, pack the cheese plants are in, in the dairy processors or got ample supplies in front of them at this time frame. On top of that, we're, you know, they're cranking out the cheese as best, you know, at, the, at a nice at a nice pace here. There's talk at you, the barrel supplies are a little bit backed up, and that's why we're seeing the weakness in that price. Again, down $0.09, cents, $1.60 yesterday. You know, blocks still trading about that dollar. 85 level but that's putting some pressure on the market you know we kind of got through the california weather issues again typically you get those spikes like that those turn into opportunities to sell regardless of what market it is and that seemed to be holding holding serve again this time as we're back down challenging those lows that we put together you know back here just a couple months ago now so we're at a key spot in terms of where this milk price is now we gonna need to hold area this may 1775 area that's that low that we put together the first part of March. So we'll have to see if prices break through there. That just opens the door again for the sell side and prices can continue to slide. We need to see some more demand kick in. Domestically, demand is pretty good at this time frame. But again, that export demand has gotten a little bit more choppy in here. Some of that may be due just to some shipping issues. That also could be just due to that spike in prices kind of trickling through the marketplace. But it's a little bit of a concerning time when I look at these charts, I look at the factors that are out there in the milk market, that things don't hold at these price levels, that we got some room for this market to continue back on that slippery slope we've seen since the middle of September. Wouldn't surprise me. Would not surprise me. All right, John, we'll catch up with you next week and see See what transpires between now and then. Like you said, uh, chances are that we are going to be looking at a big jump in uh, planting progress when we chat next week. Sounds good. Be safe out there, those guys getting in the fields. Absolutely. Good enough. Thanks, John. John Heinberg joining us live this morning. Market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. Again, that uh, toll-free number to reach him is uh, 800-334-9779. 800-334-9779. Nine seven seven nine. Their website totalfarmmarketing.com. Or if you want to email John directly, he responds right away. John H at totalfarmmarketing.com. Tomorrow we are going to catch up with Gary Sutherland from the Milwaukee Stockyards. He's a brand new face representing Wisconsin on the State Beef Federation Council. He's going to tell us about their latest meeting. Catch up with you tomorrow. Enjoy the day. This is the Midwest. Food, water, shelter, and nesting are all vital to attracting birds to your backyard. Multiple food sources are also helpful. Shop a wide variety of feeders, waterers, and bird food at Blaine's Farm and Fleet to keep your feathered friends happy and healthy all year long.